It's time now for Bible Talk. Join our hosts, Gary Gibbs and John Bradshaw, speakers for the Amazing Facts Ministry, as they now open the Bible and discuss themes that affect your life today. Stay tuned, because the next 15 minutes will deepen your understanding of God's Word. Hi, friend, and welcome to Bible Talk, where we tackle the Bible subjects that affect you. I'm John Bradshaw, glad to have you with me and Gary Gibbs. Hi, Gary. John, it is good to be here, and we are tackling some of the tough topics. We're talking about Israel and that we've actually have said in our programs that Israel in the Middle East is not the Israel that the Bible is talking about in the book of Revelation. Not to say that Israelites, Jews in the Middle East, cannot be saved or cannot receive the benefits of the gospel. Anybody can by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. But there is a spiritual Israel being spoken about in the Bible And by the grace of God, you and I can be part of that through faith in Jesus. But, you know, John, if we were to take what the Bible really says, and we we read there in Galatians 3, 29, that if we are Christ, we are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Absolutely. Romans 2, 28, that it's not the he who is circumcised, that's the true Jew, but it's the one who's been converted in heart, had a circumcision of heart, a change of life. Well, if that is the real Israel, of the New Testament, the spiritually converted person, Jew or Gentile, then all of these books, all of these movies, all these prophetic expositors talking about the literal Middle East Israel playing a key role in last day events, you might as well just turn them off. Wouldn't hurt. Wouldn't. Uh, good idea. Might even help, you might, might say. Might even help. I tell you why. What the devil wants to do is this. He wants to get people off the track. In the book of Revelation, it is a very, very seriously spiritual book. So if you are led to think that the issues in Revelation all deal with oil wells and Arabs and Mm -hmm. Jews in another part of the world, they got nothing to do with your heart experience with Jesus. Mm -hmm. But when you find out that the mark of the beast has got something to do with your heart relationship with God, when you discover that God's temple is spiritual, when you discover that the Antichrist is not a single wicked individual man operating somewhere else, but a certain entity operating within the confines of Christianity. Now, that's going to have an impact on your spiritual life, you see. Oh, it really will. You know, we keep uh, referring, John, to this Antichrist, and we're being very careful not to say on the air what the Bible really identifies as the Antichrist, but it is really clear in the Scriptures. The Bible in Daniel 7, Revelation 13, gives you 10 to 13 identifying characteristics that pinpoint the geographical location where the Antichrist will arise, the timing will arise, everything about him. And we have a Bible study guide on that, that if our listeners will call in at the end of the program with a free 800 number we give or write us, we will enroll them in the Bible study series and they can learn a lot that we can't even say here on the air. Something that we mentioned a program or two ago, and and I think it's important to restate the current Uh, prophetic view held by most Christians today, many Christians today, is Mm -hmm. really a bleak one if you're a Jew. Yeah, because the Antichrist is going to set up his uh, throne right there in the temple in Jerusalem, and he's basically going to wipe out and deceive all the Jews. It's it's not a real pleasant future for the Jews, is it? Not a not a terribly uh, nice scenario to contemplate. And it's funny that the people teaching this, are many of them saying how wonderful a relationship they have with the Jews and how they're our friends and brothers and so on. But they're saying, man, we, we love you, but boy, wouldn't want to be in your shoes. That's right. In fact, uh, the Jews listen to our Christian program. 
programs, of course, and, and they realize that uh, the friends like this, they don't need. That's exactly right. Not doing them any favors at all. Now, listen, there's something we need to tackle before we are done with our series of studies on Israel. And that's the big one, the Battle of Armageddon. Well, isn't there going to be a Battle of Armageddon? Sure, the Bible says there is, but let's try to find out something about what that battle is going to be and where it will be and, and, and so on. John, I became a Christian in 1979 at the height of the oil crisis here in our country, in the United States, where we're speaking at. And, boy, I still remember those lines. They were long. You were probably over in New Zealand at the time. And Same thing. In fact, in New Zealand, we, we struggled how to figure out this oil crisis. We had something called carless days. You had to nominate a day out of the week that you couldn't drive your car. Isn't that hmm. something? That is. Yeah, not everybody had two cars either. There was a lot of walking going on. Well, they were probably healthier. But, you know, we just got uh, through the last 10 years. We have seen several wars take place in the Middle East. Of course, there's the ongoing war and conflict between the Palestinians and the Israel. But we have also seen the United States involved in a couple wars. And the last Gulf War was a significant war because we were right there where Babylon, ancient Babylon was located. Revelation talks about Babylon. You've got the river Euphrates. The Bible says the river Euphrates is going to be dried up. And it says this is going to be Armageddon. You have Russia was opposing this war. You had China. They didn't really like it that we were over there either. And we thought maybe the kings of the north are going to come down and they're going to fight us because we were coming from the south, from Kuwait. Now, everybody thought, a lot of people at least thought, maybe this is Armageddon. And every last one of them was 100% wrong. Now we see. (laughs) We're trying to understand this. In an incorrect way. Look, the Bible says that the river Euphrates is going to be dried up. A lot of people say, well, well, there's going to be a war, you see, and so the river's going to dry up and the tanks can drive across. In the recent uh, or the last battle in Iraq, they just steamrolled right across the river Euphrates. They got from Kuwait to Baghdad in just a few days. That river might as well not have been there. It didn't cause them too many problems. Yeah, the river Euphrates isn't much of an impediment in today's world today with fighter jets and everything else that we have. So let's read those texts, can we, John? They're in Revelation chapter 16 about Armageddon. And if, if, if it's not a literal battle right there in the Middle East fighting over the geography there, what is Armageddon? Then? Okay, Gary, take it away and, and, and read these verses for us in Revelation chapter 16. Okay, so we're looking here at verse 12, and this is talking about the seven last plagues. And the battle of Armageddon comes during the sixth plague. The sixth angel poured out his vial upon the great river Euphrates. There it is. And the water thereof was dried up that the way of the kings of the east might be prepared. Now, we're going to look at this spiritually and understand that in this context, Jesus in verse 15 says, Behold, I come as a thief. So the way is being prepared for the kings of the east. Jesus said, I'm coming. Blessed is he that watches and keeps his garments, lest he walk naked and they see his shame. In other words, I'm on my way now. Now hang in there. Okay, hold on. You go back to a long time ago now when God's people were captive in Babylon mm-hmm. beyond the river Euphrates. Mm-hmm. The river was dried up when Cyrus, the general, diverted its course. He marched right on into Babylon. And Cyrus came from the east, didn't Yes, he, he did. He, he was did. a king from the east. Babylon fell. What happened anciently is going to be repeated down here in the close of time. Okay, so God uses in the New Testament, especially in Revelation, Word pictures 
And, and he, he, what he's doing is he's conserving words here. He's saying just like Babylon in the Old Testament That's right. fell when the river Euphrates was dried up and Cyrus, the king of the east, was able to come in and deliver God's people and help them return to the promised land. So in the last days, I am going to dry up the r- spiritual river Euphrates, supporting l- spiritual Babylon, right. so that my people can return to the promised land, the heavenly Jerusalem. And instead of sending Cyrus from the east... I think many people who've read the Bible are familiar with Matthew 24 when it says that as lightning shines out of the east and uh, comes out of the east Mm -hmm. and shines to the west, Mm -hmm. so the coming of the Son of Man shall be. Who's going to come from the east to liberate God's people right at the end? That's Jesus, you Mm -hmm. understand. The angels of heaven will be coming with him. So we're not looking for the armies of Japan or China or anybody else to invade a patch of Palestine. The Bible makes clear that Christ is coming back and he's going to deliver his people. Well, that's good news. So what we're saying here, then, is this river drying up is what? What are we looking for? Well, just as a river supported ancient Babylon, that which gives its support, those in Bible prophecy, now waters symbolize multitudes of people. Okay. Those people who support and sustain spiritual Babylon, religious confusion, Mm -hmm. will, in a sense, dry up. They'll no longer give their support to modern Babylon, a spiritual system down here in the close of time. Okay. And then the kings of the east... That represents Jesus. Christ and the angels of heaven. No no problem. Because in the Old Testament, Cyrus, in Isaiah chapter 44, he's called my shepherd. And he says, I'll dry up thy rivers. And then he's called the anointed. Isn't that interesting? So he's a type or an example of what Jesus would do as our shepherd and as the anointed, that he's going to come and he's going to deliver us. Amen to that. Absolutely right. All right. So then we look at verse 14 here in Revelation 16. For they are the spirits. Excuse me. Verse 13. And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. They are the spirits of devils working miracles, which go forth to the kings of the whole earth and of the whole world to gather them to the battle of the great day of God Almighty. Now, I'm going to skip down a verse. And he gathers them together into a place called, in the Hebrew tongue, Armageddon. That's what the Bible says. Spiritualistic manifestations are going to take place Mm -hmm. to deceive people to get to this place that the Bible calls Armageddon. Okay, and so this is where if we're seeing miracles and all this, we're talking about a, a spiritual deception to deceive people to worship the false Christ, the Antichrist, instead of the true Christ. That's exactly right. So we're not talking about a literal political war over oil fields here. No, there's no need in the world. In fact, to... I don't see any oil here except in the ink on the page. That's you... about that's about the only oil you're going to find. The armies of the whole world are going to get down there on the plain of Megiddo. Man, how are you going to get them there? They're not going to fit. We don't fight those kind of battles anymore anyhow. Send the bombs flying through the air from a thousand miles away. That's how we do it now. Missiles and stealth bombers and, and all of these things. So then, John, why, he's so specific. John's so specific here. The John the Revelator, not you. All right. Okay. I'll be specific, the two, if, if you want me. He says, into a place called in the Hebrew tongue Armageddon. Where is that place? I, I When I was in Israel, we stood on this great plain, and the tour guide said, this is the place, this Armageddon. Is the, the plain of Megiddo. Yeah, the plain of Megiddo. Yeah, Armageddon doesn't mean plain of anything. What does it mean? It means mountain of Megiddo. Well, there was no mountain there. No mountain there. There was just a little hill, a little rise there, but no mountain. But look in the Hebrew. You're looking for a mountain, a mountain. And Megiddo was the place of great, great slaughter. 
Now, there's a couple of ways that you can understand this. Uh, as, as slaughter took place in Megiddo back in the old times, and I, I don't have time to go back and reference and read the Old Testament scriptures right now. Mm-hmm. Again, this battle is going to uh, culminate in a great defeat, in great slaughter. But listen, this isn't a literal battle. We are dealing with a spiritual battle that is taking place in the last days. Mm-hmm. The issue between the seal of God and the mark of the beast, Satan is seeking to put his mark on every person in the world. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, those who won't take the mark of the beast, he wants to eradicate, you understand. Mm-hmm. But what does the Bible say? Christ is going to come back. God will roar out of Zion. You got a picture of it in uh, Revelation chapter 19, Jesus coming back and putting an end to this spiritual battle where the devil seeks to get everybody away from Christ and onto his side. So in the very end, we are going to see a battle. It's a spiritual battle between good and evil. That's what's going on. And Jesus will literally come through the clouds, won't he? He absolutely will. And those who have not prepared for his coming, haven't surrendered, they will be destroyed by the brightness of his coming. Absolutely. And then those who have given their lives to Jesus, they will go back to reign with him in heaven. That's 100% correct. And friend, the good news is that you can reign with Christ in heaven. You can live and reign with him eternally when you accept the free gift of salvation he offers. What a great subject. And we've got, we've got more where that came from. Thanks for being with us today. Be sure, friend, to join us for more next time here on Bible Talk. If you'd like more information on what we've been studying today, we have a comprehensive Bible study guide we'd love to share with you that's absolutely free. This study includes many of the texts we've just discussed and expands on the subject, including information you'll want to know. To receive this free informative Bible study guide, simply call, write, or email and ask for BT103. Is there anything left you can trust? The toll-free number is 866-BIBLE-SAYS. That's 866-242-5372. You can write to us at Bible Talk, P.O. Box 1058, Roseville, California, 95678 or email us at BibleTalk at LifeTalk.net. Bible Talk has been produced in association with Amazing Facts in the studios of LifeTalk Radio.